The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. So this is kind of a special episode for you guys. I recorded it live on the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community Facebook group, um, talking about Dr. Wayne Dyer's advice for enjoying the holidays. And a lot of this comes from his book, No More Holiday Blues from 1986. I hope you guys are doing well and enjoying your holiday season. Uh, Have a listen and let me know what you think. Merry Christmas. Hey guys, welcome to the monthly Facebook Live for the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community. I'm Nadia De La Cruz, and I want to thank everyone who's watching the video and everyone who's able to join me live. We will give just a moment to let people show up and find the video. I know sometimes it's a little bit tricky, but you can always catch the replay um, if you don't find it. So. If you're here, say hello, let us know where you're from. Um, This is kind of, I wanna say a strange week to come on um, to Facebook, just because it's right before the holidays and this tends to be a busy week for everybody. So if you're taking time out of your schedule to um, come and watch this, I wanna thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me. And as you're getting ready for the holidays, This is really a great time to start thinking about um, your power over how you feel and that you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to go along with things that don't feel right to you, that you are self-reliant. And um, I got this book from Wayne Dyer that we're going to talk about today. It's called No More Holiday Blues. And it's this little book from 1986, and uh, we'll go into that more later. So today is also uh, winter solstice, happy solstice. Uh, We're celebrating the return of the light, hallelujah. Um, If you're celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, I've got two little kids, so we are definitely getting things ready to celebrate with them, and that always makes it fun. Um, Get to share in their enthusiasm. Hi, Nancy. Thank you for joining us from Maryland. Nice to see you. Um, If you guys have any questions or anything that you want to share, anything that you want to talk about, please jump in. You know, my my hope for these live gatherings is that you guys are going to come on and you're going to ask me questions and we can get some conversation going. You're going to share something for the group. Like, I want this to be your time and not just 
you know, oh, here's Nadia talking at the camera. Um, <laughs> this is a time for us to connect. Um, if we get enough people interested, eventually we'll move this over to Zoom so we can see your faces too. Um, hi, Simone, thank you for joining us. Um, I think let's dive in. So today is Monday, December 21st. Thank you for joining me. Happy winter solstice, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. How are you feeling? Um, draw me a comment. You know, how are you doing? Are you excited? Are you overwhelmed? Um, do you have a really long list of things? Are you unsure about what to do for the holidays? I feel like, I feel like the, the 2020 year just kind of amplifies, um, Hi, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Um, 2020 has kind of amplified whatever you're feeling. If you're feeling isolated, then you might be feeling more isolated. It could be really intense. Um, if you're prone to depression and anxiety, your depression and anxiety might have gone through the roof this year. Um, hopefully it is not. I think that there is a real opportunity for us to find our center to be the center of the storm and realize that no matter what's going on in the outside world, you can always find peace within. That peace is only one thought away. And this gives us an opportunity to learn that in a big way. Um, it's kind of being shoved down our throats about all the dangers and fears and worries out there. And it's really easy to just kind of jump on that train and go with it. But Wayne Dyer taught us different. Wayne Dyer taught us that we're not a victim to our thoughts, we're not a victim to other people, that you can decide how you want to feel, you can manifest the kind of life that you want. He believed very much um, in uh, <laughs> taking the road less traveled, um, you know, um, it's less crowded on the extra mile. Um, you know, he was a big follower of Thoreau and Emerson, who... Um, taught about self-reliance and really just this kind of independence of thought that you don't have to subscribe to the dogma of the day. And how appropriate is that for Christmas um, or whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year? Um, if you don't like the traditions of what you were doing, like you don't have to continue with that. Like there are no obligations. Drop the shoulds, drop the obligations. We're learning that we have to do a lot of things differently this year. I mean, we did, normally Halloween's a big deal at our house and we did Halloween very different this year. And a lot of people are doing Thanksgiving and Christmas different this year because we're trying to be safe and we're coming up with, with alternatives. And so, um, Liz says it doesn't feel like the holiday, but we're trying to make it happy. And it can be. Actually, for some people, this is really a relief. For some people, it's like, oh, good. We don't have to drive all over town and go to the busy malls and deal with traffic and deal with crowds. We don't have to drive to this person's house and that person's house. I don't have to go to all these parties that maybe I felt like I had to and I didn't want to go. Like it can actually be very freeing that all of a sudden, maybe for the first time in your life, you find that you can choose what you want to do for the holidays. Now, of course, there are limitations because of COVID, because we're in a pandemic. A lot of things are closed. You can't go to a nice restaurant. You know, there's a lot of places that you can't go, but there's a lot that you can do. There's so much that you can do. And that if you focus on what you want, it's gonna make you feel so good. 
right? That gratitude is the key to everything. That gratitude is your source of joy. Happiness isn't what you get from life. It's what you bring to life. Um, so we are going to talk about um, this book, No More Holiday Blues from Dr. Wayne Dyer. This is from 1986. Folks, some of you probably weren't even alive then. Um, I was pretty young at the time. Um, and it's interesting because this was before he kind of made that shift into spirituality. And I'm not going to lie, the tone of the book is a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit more like, you know, stick up for yourself and like, stop complaining, right? <laughs> Which he did carry that message throughout his career, but it shifted more into focusing on love. It shifted kind of um, not so much into the psychological way of explaining something, Um but there's a lot of good stuff in here. It's um, it's like this tiny little book. Look at how skinny this is. I think this is the thinnest Wayne Dyer book ever made. It's the thinnest Wayne Dyer book that I have. Now, Getting in the Gap is a tiny little book. It's like, you know, it's a CD size. Um, and that's not very thick either, but it does have a puffy cover, so it seems bigger. But this one, short and sweet. No more holiday blues. You might not have heard of this one. It's not as well known, um, but we're going to talk about that. And right before I jump into that, I did want to share something with you guys. <laughs> what is that? Counseling effectively in groups. Did you know that Wayne Dyer wrote books before your erroneous zones? That's right. Um, he co-wrote a few textbooks with John Vreend, I believe is how you say it. And this is one of them. And I got, I got my hands on this one, and I'm excited about it. Um, gosh, let me check what year this was. 1973 is the copyright. And hmm, counseling effectively in groups. So for those who may not know, or as a recap, um, Wayne Dyer got his doctorate in counseling psychology. And he had a counseling practice for a long time. And you can really see that in his early books, that it was about, like, he was learning from the people that he was working with, that he was counseling, the people that were coming to him for help. There were these themes, right? These things that everybody complains about, right? That, like, you blame it on your mother or this or that. or And he wanted to teach everybody how to overcome those things that we perceive as problems, that we perceive as hurdles, things that we think that we're not in control of, um, but change your thoughts and change your life. So I'm going to read this, counseling effectively in groups. Um, I'll let you guys know how that is. Um, but I was curious about like the roots, you know, what, what I mean, he co-wrote it. So I don't know how much is Wayne and how much is John, but, um, I guess I'm just a big Wayne Dyer nerd. And, and I'd like to see like kind of what came before your erroneous zones. It's probably very different. Okay, so we're gonna jump into this one. No more holiday blues. Um, Wayne Dyer loved the holidays um, and not everybody did. And I think not even everybody in his family did. Um, Wayne Dyer had two older brothers and I think Wayne was the unusual one in the family. Um, he was kind of a badass, actually. But uh, yeah, his family didn't always share his perspective, and that was okay. But um, so I'm going to read a couple excerpts, and we're going to talk excerpts, experts, 
excerpts from the expert, and we're going to talk about uh, some of his tips. Uh, hello, Flores. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so he says, um, whatever your circumstances in life, wherever you live, regardless of how things used to be, this is it. This is your only holiday season to celebrate. If you stop for a moment to think about what you can do to make this particular season the best one you've ever had, you will find the way to make it happen. That's what this book is all about. Again, 2020, like I know, like people are always going through something, you know, even toddlers have problems. Their problem may be they want a toy or somebody else is not sharing what they want, or maybe they want to get out of the car seat, right? They have problems. Um, we all experience problems. Um, so every year there's going to be challenges. And every year you'll hear people complaining about something, the economy or, um, you know, outside forces that, oh, I can't be happy because of this. Well, Wayne Dyer didn't believe that. And um, I think he did a pretty great job of teaching us how to change our thoughts and what to focus on. So let me flip to a different part of the book here. The holidays. <clears throat> happy, happy times, right? So he says, this is the time for happiness, right? Tis the season to be jolly with lots of ho-ho-hos, bells jingling, children smiling, and happy, happy feelings everywhere. You hear these sentiments in all of the music, view the beautiful scenes in the store windows and holiday cars, see people celebrating festive parties. You would think that this would be the time of the year when people would forget their troubles, let their hair down, and really enjoy themselves. But this is not the case. <laughs> the season to be jolly is hardly the way it is at all. In fact, the opposite is often true. People tend to increase their dependencies on tranquilizers. The number of episodes of depression rise significantly, and admissions to inpatient treatment centers and visits to psychotherapists show increases during and immediately following this season. Perhaps most shocking of all is that the suicide rate shows a marked upsurge at this time of year. With all the emphasis on festive celebration, it is ironic that people become more anxious and depressed now than during the rest of the year, which is supposedly full of dull routine and maddening sameness. Hmm. That's something interesting to think about. If you're feeling less than excited about the holidays, you're not the only one. You know, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. You're not supposed to be, ah, yay, right? Like we have ups and downs. That's part of the human experience. And there's benefits in that. And Wayne Dyer would say, you know, the falls in our life give us the energy to propel to new heights. Um, he talked about being a, oh, gosh, what was he, like a pole jumper or a, no, it was in track where you jump over the, um, Somebody will know what I'm talking about. And he said you would have to get down really, really, really low right before you jump. And then when you jump, that gives you the extra energy to go over. So if this is a down year for us, imagine what might be in store. And think about that and marinate on that thought. Like, what if this is exactly the change that our world needs? What if this crazy circumstance is the perfect soup? to cook up a better life for yourself, for the country, for the planet, it could be. And if you choose to look at it that way, it's more likely to come true.
he talks about childlike um, versus neurotic adult attitudes toward the holiday season. And he's saying, you know, you need to have a childlike enthusiasm for the holidays. Um, and <laughs> this is kind of like his um, self-actualized people list about, you know, if someone who's self-actualized is going to think this or experience this. Um, I'm not going to read you the neurotic <laughs> column. We're going to read the child column, um, which kind of tells you, like, if you think like this, you're going to feel better, that there is a choice that you can enjoy what goes on in this season, even this year. I can't wait to see all the lights and decorations every place. Aren't they pretty? It sure is fun to see the stores full of people and all of the special gifts displayed. I don't think the big day will ever get here. I just can't wait. Let's send out holiday cards to everyone we know. What can I buy for grandma, Billy, my teacher, the neighbors? Boy, oh boy, we get to see everyone in the family. That's what I love about the holidays. We get to have a big dinner with all the trimmings. I love to see all of the toys, decorations, trees. I really love all of my presents. Thank you so much, everybody. I can't believe it's over already. It seems like it just started. Doesn't that just warm your heart? You know, um, <laughs> so I'm in Seattle. We don't get snow very often, and it's different where you live, of course, but it's so common here that if it snows, you get about half of the people going, oh, snow, I hate snow. Oh, the commute's going to be awful. Oh, it's so terrible. And the other half are like, oh, snow, it's so exciting. I love snow. It's so beautiful. And, you know, maybe we'll get a couple days to stay home. And um, I'm in the second camp. I love the snow. Uh, I always have. Um, I don't mind having my plans canceled. I think it's just beautiful. Now, if we were in a place that snowed like that all the time, I suppose, I, I might feel differently. I don't know. Um, he has a quote in here from Henry David Thoreau. It says, The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. There's still a lot of truth in this 19th century observation. And the vicious circle that produces quietly desperate people operates something like this. We're going to go into that a bit quiet desperation. I mean, this was 200 years ago. 200 years ago, people were leading lives of quiet desperation. And if you think about it, I would say there's a large number of people that feel that way now. And they probably assume everybody else is fine. They probably assume everybody else is happy. Nobody else is lonely. Everybody else has... Um, everything they need, everything that they love, everything they could want. I mean, if you look at Instagram, if you look at Facebook, you know, it's like this glossy magazine cover of life. And time and time again, I will see Facebook friends and everything they're posting, it looks like they're living the idyllic life. And then we have a heart to heart and they are heartbroken that there's something going on in their life that's so painful that they don't share and they don't have to share. But this is a reminder that what you see is not the reality. You know, those holiday movies and um, Christmas cards and what you see on Facebook and what you see on Instagram is not an accurate snapshot of other people's lives. So do not compare yourself to other people. Do not compare yourself to what other people might or might not be doing or because you really have no idea the truth of how they're feeling. 
You really don't. I mean, Wayne Dyer looked so happy and so together. And he knew how to think. He taught us how to think. It didn't make him immune to hard times. And he went through a really deep depression at one point after separating with his wife. And he said people were people were asking him if he was sick. People thought he was dying. He lost a lot of weight. And his kids convinced him to go back to writing because that's what he loves. And he pulled himself together and put out another book for us. Ah, it just chokes me up to think about that, that he was our teacher, but he had hard times too. <laughs> and so if you're having a hard time, you're not alone. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. There's two choices if you're not happy with something in your life. You change the circumstances, get a different job, a different home, a different relationship, whatever it is, cancel the plans you don't want to do. You change the circumstances or you change the way you think about it. Those are your two choices. Do not get up and go to work every day to a job that you hate. You either find a way to focus on something you can love about that job and therefore fill your heart, fuel your soul with what you do with the hours of this precious temporary life or change it. Life is too short. So for the holidays, right? It's no different. It's just another day. It's another day that you need to pay attention to how you feel. Is this something I really want to do? Is this really something that I want to continue? Is this something that's going to bring me joy? And if it's not, give yourself permission to let it go. That's really important. Don't live a life of quiet desperation. Don't settle for that because you have a choice. You have a choice in how you think and how you think produces how you feel and how you feel manifests your life. Amen. <laughs> the message is clear. When you are accustomed to idealizing and using up the present thinking about the future, then what the future becomes today, then when that future becomes today, you have to be frustrated because you have no preparation for enjoying the now. You have to live in the present moment. This is a good reminder for me because I, I slip into planning mode a lot, right? I start thinking about, mm, when can I go to Hawaii again? Or, um, you know, it'll be so great when. It'll be so great when this happens. It'll be so great when I finish this project. It'll be so great when I figure out how to do that. But I gotta stop and remind myself, it's so great now drink in this moment because all we ever have is the present moment. I think Ram Dass said it best. Be here now. Be here now. You are a human being, not a human doing. You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to do the decorations and the presents and the holidays and the spending and the whatever it is. If you love it, great. Do it because you love it. Don't do it because you, you have some sense of obligation. Don't do it because it's the way it's always been done. That's why I say Wayne Dyer was a badass because he was so willing to challenge convention. He grew up at an orphanage and he learned at a very young age 
how to be self-reliant. And that is what he wanted to teach. And that is what he taught. Powerful stuff, folks. He has strategies for developing present moment awareness. First and above all else, remember that you are in control of all the thoughts in your head. When you are using up your present moments to worry about the future, constantly reviewing the past to come up with how you should have done it differently or contemplating disaster with morbid thoughts, remind yourself that you are wasting this particular present moment. Shift that momentum. Um, Abraham from Esther Hicks would say, go to sleep. That's the best way to stop the momentum. If you're going on a train of thoughts that you really can't stop and it's kind of this rabbit hole of dismal disaster thoughts, like take a nap, wake up and start again. Do an honest assessment of your problems. You'll very likely discover that almost all of your problems are really in your head and not located in reality. I mean, if your brain stopped working, if you couldn't think, would you still have problems? All those things that you think are problems now, would they be problems if you couldn't think that thought? How you think is how you feel. Change your thoughts, change your life. I got one more thing in this book that I want to read for you. Um, he says, I strive to be fully appreciative of all things and moments in my life, not by thinking about it all the time, but by being a doer and an activist. I love the sun. So I go out into it. No questions, no worries, no fretting about what I should be doing instead. I read this and I, um, I was thinking about this project I've been doing lately. Um, there's nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come, right? And I had this idea that got a hold of me, and I've had it for years, but it just got me this time. I love Hawaii. Um, I saw Wayne in Maui, and um, Maui already had a special place in my heart, but now it has a really special place in my heart. And I really love all the tropical plants there. And I always thought, wouldn't it be great to set up some kind of little tropical garden at home. And I never did. But my kids were so young. Um, they're a little bit older now. Old enough that they're probably not going to knock over my plants or eat them. We hope. <laughs> and I got it in my head, this is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to find somewhere in the house to create a little piece of Hawaii. If I can't go to Hawaii... I'm gonna bring Hawaii to me. And that's what I'm doing. And I put in these lights, these really bright grow lights. They're really just LEDs, but they function as grow lights. Bright, it's like daylight. Um, it's like light therapy, but like on such a big scale. And then I started collecting jungle plants. And yes, folks, even in the beginning of winter, you can create your own jungle. And maybe I will share some pictures of what I've got going on in there. Um, and it's just in my room at home because we had extra, well, extra space. I cleared out some space. And it's such a weird time, I think, in one way for me to be doing that. 
It's Christmas. I'm supposed to be thinking about other people. I've got kids to prepare for. Are we going to visit family? I don't know, right? Like, what's going on? All these decisions have to be made. Um, I like to make presents. Uh, you know, it's like, it's not like I had an abundance of time, but I sort of stopped everything I was doing in the middle of December and started building a jungle in my house. And I am just loving it. It's so cheerful. I sit there with the lights and the plants, and it does feel like I brought a little piece of Hawaii back to me. So I'm bringing in the light. In the darkest part of the year, I'm bringing in the light. You have choices. You can do these kinds of things in the smallest of ways when you pay attention to what lights you up, when you value your own joy. Then you take action on that and you're a happier person. When you're a happier, healthier person, that's when you have something to give away. You can't give away what you don't have. Fill yourself up especially now if you feel like you're supposed to be giving to everybody else. Think about what you want and do something for you. He's got a poem in here. He says he doesn't know the author, but it's called I Threw the Key Away. I have shut the door on yesterday, its sorrows and despairs. I have locked within its glooms past failures and mistakes. And now I threw the key away and seek a sunny room which I will furnish with hopes and smiles and fragrant springtime bloom. No thought shall enter this bright room that has a touch of pain. No impatience, unhappiness shall ever entrance gain. Ah, oh. <laughs> I shut the door on yesterday and threw the key away. Tomorrow holds no fear for me since I have found today. This is poignant for me because I lost my father last year. And I know many of you are probably grieving loved ones. And this is my second Christmas without him. But we have a choice. From nowhere to now here, back to nowhere again. Don't waste it. You matter. What you want matters. All there is is love. Only love. Take care of yourself. Enjoy your holiday week, whatever that means to you. Watch a funny movie. Listen to Wayne Dyer if you're having a hard time this week. Listen to Wayne Dyer. He always makes me feel better. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Merry Christmas and love to you all. Come check out the podcast, MaddieAdelaCruz.com. I haven't recorded any new episodes um, this month, but they'll be coming up again next month. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. I'll see you next month. Bye-bye. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. 
And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.